Hey there, all you cool ghouls. I'm your host, Vlad the Rad. My co-host, as last week, is Michelle of the Dead. Hey, Michelle. How's it going? Welcome back, everybody. Glad to be back Welcome with you, dear friend, Vlad the Rad. That's right. That's right. Today, we are going to talk, since the uh, Zompire Pulse Box is coming out this Thursday, we thought we would do an episode on a cartoon, I would say both of us probably grew up. On, well, we definitely grew up on it. Look at us. <laughs> but, uh, that would uh, um, be the Mike Judge cartoon, Beavis and Butthead. Yes. So Beavis and Butthead, Mike Judge cartoon on MTV for about eight seasons. I think it did a, another season off of MTV. Um. I'd, again, I would say we both probably grew up on I believe it came out in, what, like, 91, wasn't it? Or was it a um, little later than that? I know it was my late teens uh, because I remember watching it on MTV back when MTV actually showed music videos. Do you remember that? I know. Well, yeah, we're dating ourselves now with that one. <laughs> but I definitely do remember it. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, yeah, it came out, they did the short um, Frog Baseball came out in 1992, and I believe they started running the series <clears throat> back, uh, March of 1993. So I think at that point, I would have been about uh, 15, 16, if I remember correctly. I actually remember the first place I ever watched an episode, and it was in a town called Dundalk, which resides in the city of Baltimore, Maryland. <clears throat> I was at my Aunt Dorothy's house the first episode, and so... Me, my dad, my aunt, my uh, cousins and everything, we all sat around and watched it. So I remember it quite, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like picture perfect almost, you know, sitting around with the family. And <laughs> in, in retrospect, it almost seems a little ridiculous to have watched it with my aunt, my dad and everything, uh, yeah. not knowing what, you know, Beavis and Butthead was. So... Talk, do you remember like kind of growing up on it? Do you remember like, you know, did you have a favorite episode or anything like that? Well, I just, I just remember, um, you know, like their little stupid laughs and taglines and TP <laughs> for my bunghole. <laughs> they you did, know, have, they did have the best shirts. Oh, totally. And you can always, you could relate to it because there's always somebody that you knew that was kind of like each of them. You know, you had your spastic hyper kid who couldn't really, you know, function. And, yeah. <laughs> so they were, um, Beavis and Butthead pretty much, I think anyone that was born in the late 70s or early 80s could relate to because I feel like every one of us was diagnosed as ADHD or, you know what I mean? Like we were all hyperactive, right? So I felt like we were like the quintessential, like, you know, um, cartoon image of like the mall rat kids and the, um, you know, the ones in class who are in the, not the special ed class, but the kind of the special kids who didn't really do good and sat in the back and threw airplanes as opposed to learning history. Mm -hmm. And so they were really like relatable to a lot of people, you know, <clears throat> growing up in the eighties uh, and nineties, uh, especially, you know, because of how big MTV was at the time, too. You know, you have a lot, like you said, there was actually music being played on it, and it was the only channel that did it, or did it, at you know, at the time. Nobody still plays music on TV now. Actually, side note, do you remember, I don't remember, like, the name of the station, but I remember, like, at late night, there was, like, 
uh, channel on cable TV and you would call and it was like a dollar fifty and you could request a music video. Do you remember this? I don't remember this. You know, they had like a one nine they had like a one nine hundred number and you would sit around and call the number and you were could request a song and they would play the song on TV, like a music the music video for it. And it, I forgot about that for so long until recently someone else brought it up that, you know, that would be a good way to figure out a way to make money. It, but I'm like, that's YouTube. We have YouTube now. We don't do that anymore. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I always thought Beavis and Butthead was super relatable. And we, I don't, and you might even be able to speak on this a little bit more than Beavis and Butthead is. Um, in this box with Beavis and Butthead, we also did an homage to the amazing band Guar. I don't know if you're a Guar fan. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is their tagline? They're like space cowboys from hell or don't they have some like crazy? What's do you know the Guar tag? Um, no. I feel like something. Space uh, monsters from, uh, you know, Plan 9 or you know, something ridiculous. I, I don't know. But another, you know, iconic 90s, you know, kind of band, right? Because they, another one that was, they were really funny if you knew, if you knew who Guar was. If you were like a mom or a dad from the outside looking in, they were absolutely terrifying. Oh, um, yeah. The theatrics but, of it was what made it so awesome, though. The costuming, I mean, even for back then was just like spot on perfect. Like they looked so cool. Oh, they my literally. God. I forget what those were called, but they had these little like miniature monster um, figurines you could buy. <clears throat> and they, and like every one of the dudes in Guar reminded me of that, you know, like they just looked like these little figurines you would hand paint and just go to war with your buddies in the yard or whatever with them. But they just looked <laughs> so cool. They were the coolest looking band and everyone's going to say, you know, Slipknot with their masks or kiss was the original with the face paint, man. Guar was the coolest looking like hands down for sure. For sure. Can you imagine how hot it must have been inside those costumes, though? Getting up on stage under all the lights, running around, being all hot, and then yeah. carrying who, how many, like, 60 pounds of foam? Latex. and. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, you know, I've seen Slipknot a few times, and they wore the coveralls with the masks, and I've read interviews and things like that, and they were talking about throwing up in them, you know, while playing concerts and stuff, and I'm like, that's just got to be so miserable. But then when you think about Guar, that's got to be 10 times worse because it's not just a mask and, a, and the, you know, coveralls. You're, you are wearing a 60-pound – I mean, you're like, a, you know, a, an offensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks out there, right? You're, like, all decked out. <laughs> I'm like, crap. I never really – it never really occurred to me. And going to their shows was always uh, an experience, too, because they used so much blood and gore and, um, and had no problem in getting it all over the, uh, the crowd. Which, right. you know, was, I thought was one of just the coolest things. Yeah. They reminded me, if you could take like a, re like a wrestling tag team, you know, like the Road Warriors or something, and they made a band, like that was Guar. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That, and I actually, um, I, you know, I, I wish I'd had it in front of me so I could have bring it up. Um, but I believe, too, Guar was quite uh, a, a fixture in the Beavis and Butthead cartoon. I do remember seeing him, uh, I'm sure Odorous, I'm going to get the Orungus or whatever. He was in a few episodes. Um, so it's actually quite fitting that we, you know, honored 
uh, Guar with you know the the piece that we're doing with uh, Beavis and Butthead. I think people are going to be really stoked. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's in it. Um, what yeah. other things are in your pulse box? So we are doing Deadpool this time around. Um, we are doing Pirates of the Caribbean. So start again. So Thor Ragnarok. Let me get back to that. Right. Um, yes. Yes. We are putting that in a box, and you know the thing I love about that movie is uh, that the '80s feel to it. Um, I think that what we did with that one, everyone's going to be pretty hyped on. Um, and then when, uh, I, we also have Pokemon, which I wasn't super familiar with the whole Pokemon craze. I do remember like the Pokemon Go app blowing up um, not that long ago, but I do know it's like a huge um, uh, worldwide kind of phenom, the Pokemon thing. So we were really in, you know, with the Pulse Box, we're trying to think a little bit outside. Like most people, um, like other box companies that do them when they do a um, uh, pop culture box or most of their boxes, um, it's always like movies and TV shows. And so that's kind of one of the things we wanted to do is branch out a little bit into like, you know, gaming and, you know, just kind of everything pop culture. And like with our first box, you know, we did Nirvana, which uh, a lot of people, you know, had have whatever feelings they have about the band. The item was really cool and a lot of people loved it. Um but so we're trying to think of like a little bit outside the box. We didn't want pop culture to only be the cool TV show right now or the cool movie right now. We really wanted to like try and get, you know, around all that stuff. So I think it's going to be a good box. I think people are going to be stoked. Um, we got a really good feedback on our last bo- um, retro or retro um, uh, pulse box. Um, I'm really excited because not everyone knows this. And I don't even know if I've told you, but our monster box, which is coming out, um, in uh, October. So it's like our, you know, horror movie themed October box is actually going to be all Halloween franchise theme. So every item in that box is going to come from the Halloween movie franchise. So that one we're really excited about. Um, I don't, I'm not even going to announce like what movies each one's from. I'm going to put one out that says like Halloween. That's it. You know, Uh, I don't think you need to say much more. (laughs) <laughs> for sure I guess I said a lot there so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting I can't yeah. wait I'm really excited about it um it, it didn't occur to me till after the fact but two of the items that were that are in there actually work together and when we did the two items like we never put like put it in the and put it together like that but now that I, I have everything you know ready to go for the box I'm like well that's really cool you can actually use these together that's really awesome so i think people are going to be really excited about the halloween box too but um the pulse box i'm really really pumped on really really pumped on everything i like it's hard to kind of like when you when you put you know mystery boxes together you're i always feel really really good really really good right and then like as soon as we start selling them i start like doubting everything (laughs) i'm like is this are they gonna like this they're gonna hate this aren't they They're just gonna hate this aren't they you know, we always get really good feedback, uh, but it's stressful for sure. But, um, you know, it's just trying to be, have variety of things, you know? And so that's kind of like what, when I was a customer of the boxes, that is what kind of always bothered me was just, it was always the same four items just from different movies, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that you're kind of mixing the, the genres of, of pop culture up in there and it gives a little bit of everything to people. 
Right. Well, when we started our very first like handful of boxes were actually we did our true crime box, which is the killer box and our monster box. We actually did them together. And so you would get like four items from a horror movie and like two items from a true crime, like serial killer or mobster or whatever. And people really liked it. But I felt like it kind of like, you know, limited us because there's not everyone in the horror wants to collect true crime and vice versa. So that's why we separated those boxes. Um, But I just like I, you know, everyone assumes that I'm only a horror guy or whatever, but like ask around, like I enjoy a good romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? A good stoner comedy from here and from time to time. You know, Bridesmaids is, I mean, you can't really go wrong with that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny too. I'm a sports guy. So like my favorite um, romantic comedy is Fever Pitch with like Jimmy Fallon and it involves like baseball and stuff. So you know, I, I like my um, romantic comedies, but with a little bit of a, you know, fun, fun weirdness to it, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you how your sports balling was today. My sports balling today was amazing. My team won uh, with the with literally our kicker kicked the longest field goal in NFL history. And the time ran out as it soared and made it in and we won by one point. Wow. Uh, so I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited. Yay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny too because everyone knows who knows me, you know, and knows stuff, knows how big of a sports nerd I am. You know, like, are you ever going to do a sports box? And I'm like, absolutely not. I hate everyone but my team. <laughs> so I can't like really go out and be like, hey, you know, Juju Smith Schuster, who plays for like my most hated rival, can I get some autographs? Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, Juju Smith Schuster, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nice um, can we, can we just give a shout out to our queen cassandra peterson oh yes absolutely news from this week coming out um and is you know not only supportive as we know of our queer community but is now like an active member out active member uh, right yeah absolutely um, i just I think uh, you know i think it's so cool <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just sad that it took this long for her to feel comfortable enough that, you know, I feel like as a society, she should have felt it, it should have never been an issue, obviously. Right. But like, you know, she's been in such the limelight and been so good to her fans and, and the horror community on, as a whole. You know, I just I wish there was a way that we could go back and make her feel that comfort that she wouldn't have had to, like, you know, kind of hide it for so long. Um, right. But I'm glad that she's happy. She's been in a relationship with another woman for 19 years. I know. <clears throat> and I think that's awesome, you know, that she's that she's now able to live her truth in front of everyone instead of yeah. uh, behind the behind the, the screen, as it were. Um, exactly. But congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. And I you know, it's one of the things I thought about. Um, and I guess I was corrected because I thought she came out as uh, lesbian, as gay. Um, but apparently she came out as bisexual. But before I knew that, you know, she attracts certain, you know, she attracts a lot of men because of her, the Elvira persona, you know, the boobs and everything being out. And it had occurred to me that how many conventions and things she's done over the decades and how many times, I mean, we can all admit men are gross and how many times some guy said something gross or something. And just, you know, like thinking about how awkward that must have felt for so long, um you know you just kind of like oh fuck that you know you feel bad about it and that she'd have to deal with those sorts of things but yeah 
but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very happy for her. I'm very happy she's, you know, living her life to the fullest for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing for her. Uh, tell I me about this episode. Go without, uh, without at least bringing that up and giving her some some kudos and a shout out. So definitely, yeah. we're gonna have to do a segment where, like, you know, if like a uh, if a celebrity passes, <laughs> we can do a memoriams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so you started a new job. Everything's going good still. You love it. Oh my gosh! Yes, I I feel like I don't know anything, um, but it's it's really awesome. Um, the pace is a lot. The workload is a lot different than what I'm used to, but I mean, I work with eyeballs, dude. You <laughs> stick needles in eyeballs, and it's it's just really crazy. It's just really crazy. You'll have to YouTube some videos of uh, needling eyeballs. <laughs> it's a uh, you know treating for glaucoma um in dogs and they do it with the dogs awake you know because they have the eyeball oh, numb wow. and a lot of the time the animal can't see out of that eye anyway so you, they don't know you're coming and they just they're mildly sedated sometimes but um, right they're just awake and i can't even put contacts in yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead I serious i have a whole like three month supply and i can't even put them in my face without you know because they come like this or what you know with the the, mm -hmm. the bend or whatever and I go to put them in and I just fold them, you know, they snap around the other way or fold halfway up in my eyelid and all kinds of nonsense. So I gave up um, on them and just wear my glasses. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. I used to wear contacts all the time and then um, they just started becoming uncomfortable. And like the last time I wore them, I think I had them in my eyes for like 20 minutes and I just like pulled them out and threw them on the floor wherever I was at. I just couldn't deal with it. I just can't well, deal with it. That's one of the things too, is I have a slight stigmatism. And so Me I think too. it's like, that's why I, they feel weird to me too when they are in is they don't really feel on um but i don't really i've never had an issue wearing glasses um back in my drinking days i did because i would fall asleep in them and break the arms <laughs> off like they were nothing so i'd always have like the dick the dick tape <laughs> yeah i had some dick <laughs> tape too but uh i'd always have the duct tape you know corners all you know hodgepodge together you one beat of sweat and it goes sliding right off your face because they don't fit um uh, <laughs> So, you know, I, I got into the age now. I don't drink. I wear glasses and they fit my face and I don't break them as much. Uh, <laughs> so that's good. I really, I'd love to get LASIK, but I, you know, they'd have to knock me out to get in, a needle anywhere near my face uh, or, you know, you know a, a scalpel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That well, just sounds like. I'm not going to feel anything, but I think psychologically, like knowing those things are going into your eyeball right. is, is like more than what your mind can handle for a lot of people. I feel like I could, I feel like I wish I could remember what movie it was, but I feel like there's a movie poster or something with a needle that's like right in front of an eyeball um, or there. And there's definitely those types of scenes in a plenty of movies, but those are the ones that kind of get me. You're right. You know, like a lot of people are always afraid of leather or not. Uh, I actually think leather, I think Leatherface is the most frightening horror character there is because there's a reality, you know, behind that. Whereas with Jason and Freddie, it's like, all right, come on. <laughs> I'm not worried about a guy getting me in my dreams. Let's be honest. Right. right? <laughs> but like stuff when you see like, um, you know, Terrifier, for instance, and, and some of those movies where it's like a real person, that's what gets me. Cause I'm like, you know, that's, that's a, that really, that kind of stuff could really happen. Uh, Jason X probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I was watching <laughs> Jason takes Manhattan the other day and, uh, 
as much as I, you know, love Kane Hodder and everything, there were certain parts of that movie, like when he stops and he, and he kicks over the radio or whatever. And the guy and the kids are like, ah, and he just stands there and turns around. And he's like, I'm like, that's not Jason would have murdered those kids. You're like, what are you doing? Like, there's just so many scenes where I'm like, this is not right. This is, no. and it took me now that I really like watched it again. So when I grew up, you know, I grew up and lived in Baltimore, New Jersey. Um, it was like, cool. Jason's in Manhattan. But now I'm like, fuck Jason's in Manhattan. Like how far <laughs> is that from crystal Lake? What are you Uber it over there? Like, come on. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I mean, I love Friday the 13th franchise is my favorite out of all of the, you know, out of all of those types of movies. Um, but yeah, part eight was real hard to get through. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, I think this, the, um, the dialogue was, was painful and, um, a, a lot of it. I mean, I, I love it because I love Friday Thirteenth and Jason and all that. But you know, right. what I, mean? I mean, there's. And I'm 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 kind of the same way with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. To like, I refuse to call that last one Leatherface that they did with the British company anything to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I mean, even four, you know, four gets shitted on a lot. The one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, that yeah. one gets shitted on a lot. And to me, it's like if you tell me there's a Leatherface in a movie and it's called texas anything i'm probably gonna just love it you know what i mean like even the 3d one with the um that i can't remember her name now the one that goes to her her grandmother leaves her a house her cousins in the basement you know that one uh well oh, alexandria daddario uh uh jaeger played leatherface even that one like i wasn't like this is a great texas chainsaw massacre but i got to see leatherface again you know yeah and so that that's I mean I so I get it with the whole Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I think it's anytime something goes to outer space. When Leprechaun went to outer, Leprechaun in the hood. I'm good with that. I grew up in the hood. The Leprechaun in the hood. I'm okay with. Even if Jason went to the hood, I'd be okay with that. But once you go to outer space, I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> it loses its like, it loses its reality for me. You know. Right, right. You know, those are the scariest kind. You know what's scary for me is, I think I told you this before, is like Planet of the Apes is oh, terrifying yeah. to me because yeah. like, I feel like that could happen, you know? Well, and it, <laughs> it, it, it could happen. <laughs> it kind of did happen. That's why we're here. <laughs> I mean, you know. I know what you mean. <laughs> but that's so scary. You know, I watch those with, with terror, you know, I, and it's like it's terrifying. I, I would like to point out you just foreshadowed something without knowing it. Uh, we are actually doing a Planet of the Apes piece, not in this pulse box. So we're going to do this pulse box in a monster box, and then another pulse box. The, uh, there's an item in there from Planet of the Apes. You don't say. So a little <laughs> foreshadowing on your part, unbeknownst to you. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I wonder what it could be. I'm excited to find out. It's going to be pretty badass. I can tell you that much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's the time we have for you this week. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, talking a little bit about Beavis and Butthead, some uh, Friday the 13th stuff and everything in between. Um, I appreciate you being here. I know Michelle appreciates you being here. We're going to try and do this weekly. We're going to try and do about 25-minute, 30-minute episode once a week for you. Um, and we'll get it more dialed in as far as, you know, topics and us researching and things uh but we do appreciate it thank you so much michelle you got anything for these folks um hey if there's anything you want to hear us discuss or anything like that 
you know, pop an email or message over, um, you know, give us, give us some topics. You can send that over to zompireinc at gmail.com and we will get it and we will answer it. Or if you're on the anchor app, you also could message us here. So thank you guys again for tuning in for Michelle and myself. Thank you. And we are out.